Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level. A level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with The Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, The Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the number one podcast for Black parents, Black people parenting. I am your host, family engagement educator and the glad dad, Dion Chavis, welcoming you to this episode. Thanks for joining. If you are finding value as you're listening to this episode, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe because today we're talking about something that I know a lot of folks have trouble dealing with, a lot of folks are struggling with, and that's navigating communication challenges with a toxic or high conflict co-parent. So if you find any value in this episode, which I'm sure you will, please do me a favor and subscribe to the show, uh, whether you're listening, whether you're watching, and also be sure to show some love in the comment section because I love to hear what you have to say about some of the things that we're discussing on the podcast in this episode and all the episodes too, all right? So if you know somebody that might be uh, able to benefit from this content, be sure to share it with them also, all right? So let's get into it. Let's dive in. Let's talk about these toxic co-parents. I know it's hard to deal with. I know it's something that many folks struggle with. So I felt like we needed to address it because when you're dealing with a high conflict co-parent, uh, it can feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time, right? You never know what might trigger them. You never know what might upset them. You never know what might cause a negative reaction. And it can be emotionally draining. And it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> but despite how challenging it might be, despite how you feel like you might want to give up, it's important to keep in mind that the focus should always be on your children and on the well-being of your children. You've got to make sure that your feelings about the other parent don't interfere with what you're doing to raise your children. You got to make sure that how you feel about that other parent does not cause you to take it out on the kids. And in a lot of situations, I see uh, and hear about the parents aren't able to separate two things. They aren't able to separate their feelings about the other parent and how they raise their kids. And I know it can be hard to remove the emotional component when you are dealing with someone that you have kids with, right? It can be like a balancing act. You have to kind of figure out how to navigate these situations, but we've got to make sure that we are keeping the focus on the kids always, because when you do that, when you keep the kids at the center of every interaction that you have with the other parent, it becomes easier to navigate those tough conversations because you always have an end game in mind. And that end game should be raising a child that is happy, healthy, 
and whole, right? That's what we all want. We all want our children to be happy, healthy, and whole. So how can we navigate these communication challenges when you have a high conflict co-parent? Well, first and foremost, you've got to try your best to stay calm at all times. You've got to avoid reacting emotionally when things start to heat up, because a lot of times that's what the other parent wants you to do. And I know that it's much easier said than done, but it's essential to prevent the situation from escalating even further. Another crucial aspect of communicating with a toxic uh, co-parent is keeping the lines of communication open and being respectful, even if the other parent isn't right. I know sometimes it's hard being the bigger person. I know. Trust me. But it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of uh, just intestinal fortitude, right? And sometimes it seems like it might be impossible. But one thing that I've always said is that you shouldn't argue with a person who is toxic or a person who is high conflict because from a distance, somebody else can't tell who is who, right? So you want to be sure that you aren't putting yourself in a situation where folks think that you're toxic or you can be painted as being high conflict. And after a certain point in my life, I started living by that in all situations. Like, I'm not going to fuss with you, right? Because how often have you had an argument with someone and they actually changed their position based on what you said, right? You're yelling, they're yelling, emotions are high, and that person actually changed what they thought. No, it doesn't happen. So what's the use? And another thing that you should do is to be clear and concise in your communication. You've got to stick to the facts. Like you don't have to bring up stuff that happened in the past. You don't have to bring up things that happened in the relationship. One thing that I often recommend parents to do is to, if you have a conversation, stick to one topic, right? And in that topic, if you need to have things documented, feel free, like feel free to keep a record of all your past communication. This can be useful if you need to go to court or if you need to refer to it for specific details. This means keeping a record of all communication with the other parent, including emails, including text messages, including uh, phone calls, right? Documentate, documenting everything can be incredibly helpful, specifically if you're in a custody dispute. It provides a clear record of what's been said, what's been done, which can be used evidence in the court if necessary, right? You may not even have to use that evidence, but if you do, you want to be sure that you have that. For example, if the other parent has been making false accusations or if they're not following the custody agreement, you can use that in your documentation to prove it, right? To go to court and say, your honor, this is what's been happening. This is how they have not been taking care of their responsibilities, right? But what does effectively documenting your communication with the other parent actually look like? How do you do it? I want to give you some strategies. The first thing that you need to do is use a notebook, right? You can either use a notebook or you can use a notes app in your phone, or you can keep track of uh, the communication by doing uh, a separate app. They have different apps out there. One of the apps is called uh, Our Family Wizard. There's another app that's called uh, Talking Parents, and you can use those apps to document your communication and other things. Also, remember to save all emails, save all emails, save all text messages in a separate folder, or you can label them. This makes it easier to find specific messages when you need to refer back to them, right? Keeping meticulous records is always a good thing when going through a custody hearing. Third, I think it's important that you can take screenshots, right? Take screenshots of important communication, especially if things are happening on social media. A lot of times, you know, you see on Facebook, people are saying things on Facebook or people are saying things in the DM. Social media messages and comments can be deleted. So it's important to capture those things as soon as they happen. 
Also, don't engage in arguments or negative communication with the other parents on social media, right? When you have a conversation with them, stick to the facts. Keep your documentation professional and keep it courteous, right? You want to be looked at as someone who can be respectful, who can communicate respectfully with the other parent. And lastly, be consistent with your documentation. Make sure that you're recording all communication, not just the things that you think are important. Because as someone who has lots of conversations about parenting with folks, I uh, tell people, I've told people time and time again, document, document, document. And I've encountered uh, many parents who are co-parenting and going through things like this. And I tell them all the same, keep your documentation on point because you never know when you're going to need it. For example, uh, I helped a father who was co-parenting with a toxic ex. In this situation, the mother was constantly belittling the father. She was bashing him in front of their children. And she would also withhold visitation from the father just as a way to control him and to control the situation. The father, he was struggling, right? As anyone would be struggling to, to find ways to communicate with this toxic co-parent because she was more concerned about hurting him and not thinking about the impact that it was having on the kids. And despite the challenges, the dad decided to file for custody. He decided to file for custody of those kids. And with the help of his lawyer, with the help of careful documentation and making sure his notes and his records were intact, he was able to uh, make a strong case for why he should have custody of the children. And the court took a look at everything that he provided, took a look at all of his documentation, took all of that stuff into consideration in addition to the mom's behavior and the impact that, that, that it was having on the children and ultimately awarded custody of the children to the dad. And this story shows the importance of documenting everything, but also making sure that your communication is respectful. Because without a record of the mother's behavior and without uh, the father's efforts to co-parent and to kind of keep the peace, it would have been much harder for him to make his case in court. And by keeping a detailed record um, of his interactions and of, of his communication uh, and of the incidents that happened, he was able to show the court that he was a responsible, caring parent who was looking out for the best interest of his children. And that's what you want to do in these types of situations when you do have to go to court, when you're dealing with a toxic uh, ex or a toxic co-parent, you want to be sure that the courts know that you are looking out for the best uh, interest of the child. This thing, it, these things can help you to stay organized uh, when you're keeping your documentation, right? It can help you to protect yourself. It can help you to provide evidence in the court when you have proper documentation. I know a lot of folks struggle with uh, not just the communication piece of parenting, but keeping track and keeping and organizing their records because you know we live a busy life, but you have to be sure that you're keeping track of these communications just to be sure you might need to pull out the receipts, as I like to say, a little bit later on, right? Sometimes you gotta remind folks of what they said because they forget that they said it. So this is why you have to be sure to document all of those communications, okay? Also, don't feel like you cannot uh, seek out the help of a professional. Feel free to uh, find a mediator, to find a therapist. If you're struggling with uh, co-parenting with the toxic ex, find a mediator. This can help you to develop a co-parenting plan that works for everyone involved, right? And the mediator can also provide you with the tools that you need to communicate more effectively. I once worked with a mother who was dealing with the high conflict co-parent. Um, and whenever the mother would try to communicate with uh, this co-parent, the father would be disrespectful. 
he would kind of throw out insults and accusations and do all of these things and say all the all of these verbally abusive things. And the mom felt like she was constantly just kind of talking to a brick wall because she never got any results out of their conversations. So whenever she had communication with him, it was hard and it was starting to take a toll on her, especially on her mental health. And the dad was operating from a place of emotion. He was operating not from a place of logic because a lot of the things that he was upset about had to do more with their relationship and why the relationship didn't work out as opposed to what he and the mom could be doing for the children. He wasn't considering how his behavior was impacting the kids. He wasn't thinking about how the kids would see him acting a certain way and what that would do to them. He was still processing and dealing with uh, some of the things that happened in the relationship and the traumas that he had faced in his past. And with the help of her therapist, the mother was able to develop a communication plan that helped her to just limit the communication with the dad to just email. And sometimes you got to do that. This helped her to stay calm and focused on just the facts. And eventually, over time, the father's communication got a little bit better, uh, but the improvement led to the mother experiencing less stress, right? This strategy helped her to be a little bit less anxious and, and stressed out, and it helped her to uh, have other things fall in line. Because once you start to improve the, the communication piece of your relationship, then things start to fall in place, kind of like a domino effect. Because co-parenting with a toxic ex can oftentimes feel like an uphill battle. But it's crucial that you keep your focus on your children. Your children's needs should always come first. Again, setting boundaries is key. Limiting communications to email or text only or communicating about your child's needs can help avoid interactions that are likely to be contentious, even if you have to get a third party involved. And of course, make sure you're keeping your emotions in check because that's important. Even I know how challenging it can be. I know how challenging it can be to remain calm when you deal with someone who is toxic, but it's important to avoid reacting emotionally. You have to stick to the facts and stay focused on what needs to be done for the children. And lastly, but not least, take care of yourself. I say this all the time. Dealing with a toxic ex can be emotional. It can be draining. It can be taxing. But you have to be sure that you're taking care of yourself and surrounding yourself with positive people people that you can lean on. This could be your friends. It could be your family. It could be uh, a support group of parents, right? Having a strong support system can help you in the long run. It helps you to stay grounded and it helps you provide a safe place to vent because sometimes that's what we need. We just need somebody to vent our frustrations to. Also, whether it's taking a, a relaxing bath, going for a jog or a run or doing yoga or doing whatever you need to do to calm yourself, and, you know, to make time for yourself because self-care activities make you feel good. Taking care of yourself physically and mentally can help you to manage stress and stay resilient in the face of the adversity that we oftentimes face as parents, right? But you have to be sure that you're practicing healthy coping strategies instead of turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms like alcohol or drugs. There are tons of things out there that you can do to, to manage your stress or manage your anxiety. Things like uh, journaling, taking a walk, talking to your therapist, all of these things and other things. Um, I've, I've seen parents who've taken up uh, drawing or coloring in their coloring books just to help them stay calm. But you have to be sure that you're doing what's best and taking care of yourself. 
But most importantly, make sure you're setting those boundaries when you have a toxic ex. Make sure you set those boundaries to protect your mental health because taking care of yourself isn't selfish, right? A lot of times we feel that way. We feel it's selfish when we do something for ourselves, but it's necessary more than anything. When you're feeling your best, you'll be better equipped to, to handle the challenges of co-parenting with a difficult ex. By prioritizing self-care, you begin to take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. But you're also modeling healthy behavior strategies for your children. And you have to remember that you're definitely not alone in any of this. I know it seems like a lot of times that when you're dealing with a co-parent or, or ex who is extremely toxic or high conflict, that you're going through it alone. But you have to realize that you're not. You have to realize that there are resources out there for you, but you have to keep your focus on your children's needs and do the best that you can to foster a positive relationship between yourself, your kids, and the other parent. Even if that relationship is challenging, because there are going to be some times when it is challenging, but you have to be sure that you're pushing through those challenges and making that, making sure that that relationship stays positive, making sure that you are a positive role model for your kids, because that's what we need the kids to see. We need the kids to see that our, our, their parents are able to have positive, healthy interactions with each other, even if they're not together. This is how they resolve conflicts, because we want to show our children how to solve conflict in healthy ways, how to solve issues in healthy ways, how to work together as a team in healthy ways. So I think it's important that we model these behavior for our children, even if, even if it's a lot harder than we thought it would be. All right, that's it for this episode of the Black People Parenting Podcast, the number one podcast for Black parents. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you found some value. Also, be sure to check us out over on our Facebook page inside of our private Facebook group. We'd love to see you over there. I'll holler at you on the next episode. You know how I say it. Be sure to take care of each other. Take care of your kids. But in the midst of it all, please remember to take care of yourselves. I'll holler at y'all on the next episode. Peace. Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level. A level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with The Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, the Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast.